Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, JC. Hello. JC and I are on the road the rest of this week, so this is a pre-recorded show. Those of you who are going to be chatting with us in the chat room, just so you get a heads up. I know some of you... Uh, you talk to us and then you wonder if we're ignoring you. <laughs> well, we're not ignoring you. JC and I are just simply on the road today and tomorrow as well. We'll be in the hotel room. Uh, so we will be pre-recording Monday, uh, today and tomorrow, but we'll be back live with you, Lord willing, on Monday. But that doesn't mean we don't have great information for you today. Current events from a constitutional perspective and JC are on boots on the ground experiencing, experiencing the hostility and the tyranny that is amongst us now. (laughs) JC and I had a very interesting experience today at a polling place in Hillsborough County. That was crazy, JC. Yeah. I mean, I well, what was crazy to me? But what, it was just so instantaneous. So let me give you a background. Uh, there are some students from our college that wanted to go out and wave signs at the polling places. And obviously they are waving conservative signs. And they went to a polling place that's really just about a few minutes from where, where our school is, where our church is. And yesterday they went to hold their signs and they were literally run off. I mean, not by the not by the the polling people, you know, not by the deputy or the people working in the polling place, but the Biden Harris. Foot soldiers. Ran our students, I mean, literally threatened them and scared them off the property. So they wanted to go back today and they wanted to go back and they let us know that they had problems. So JC and I went with them. JC and I went out to, you know, make sure that everybody was okay to set this up. And we stepped on the parking lot. We were just there to try to figure out because you, just so you know, if you're going to wave signs or you're going to go do any kind of campaigning at a polling place, Check your state laws. Here in Florida, you have to be 150 feet from the building uh, in order to hold your signs to engage in your political campaigning at the polling site. So we showed up. We came in the cars. We began looking for our place to stand the 150 feet out immediately, JC. Immediately, people started screaming at us. I'm not exaggerating. I don't have to exaggerate. I don't think that I can accurately convey the the violent emotional hostility that immediately occurred with our presence at that place. Mm -hmm. Just incredible. Yeah, this is this is the hatred that's been planted <clears throat> in the hearts of people by the mainstream media. The, and and in the no, hatred is it. It wasn't even just hostility. They hated us. They did not know us, but no. they hated us. 
yelling at us, screaming at us, trying to tell us we couldn't be there, telling us we had to wear masks, telling us that that uh, we weren't welcome. Uh, you don't know my struggle. One guy <laughs> yelled at me. You don't know my struggle. I'm like, OK, well, you don't know my struggle either. Want to share? Yeah. Let's let's sit down and talk about this. We Would can, you like some help? We can share struggles. We can talk about the help that you can receive for your struggle. But I'm going to tell you, for me, I want to tell you, JC, when we were driving, JC and I, uh, because of the travel we're doing, we actually had two different cars. We were driving home and I was praying and talking to God about this because I was I was sort of internally readjusting my behavior because I'm going to tell you the something rose in me at that moment when they started screaming at me. I wanted to scream back. Right. I, it was like, it came out and I was talking to God about that as I was like, God, you need to help me work on that. Cause I need to, to have this kind of down. And you know what God said to me? He said, don't worry. Peter got off an ear too. It's okay. <laughs> Not necessarily the best approach. Not necessarily the best approach, but don't beat yourself to death over it. We can handle it kind of sure. thing, you know? And, and we need passionate people. We need people, but we also need to be able to, to not be Hothead. the hot. Well, <laughs> is it possible for Chrisanne not to be a hothead? I'm not sure. <laughs> but all, you, with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are, you're a hothead too. When, when the right sequence of buttons are yeah, pushed, my, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a hothead. Mm, yeah. The definition of hothead is anytime anytime somebody raises their temperature, you raise yours, no matter what. Yeah. That, that's not a good approach. I'm not I'm not like that all the time. I'm I'm better at it than I used to be. Good, good 80%, maybe. <laughs> but I'm passionate. That's what 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 it's my passion kicks into gear quick. So I, I feel sorry. I felt sorry for him standing there. I mean, you know. you know me, I'm laid back until you know, until I I am not but I, I felt so i felt sorry for these people i really did stand there listening to them and and it was almost like like i was sort of detached from it sort of in an observational mode just watching them and it is it, very sad mm -hmm. it's sad to recognize how they've been victimized by the mainstream media because there's no basis there is no actual real factual basis for their reaction um they don't know that. Right. 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 So that's it. It's it's very sad. Um, and, and so I felt that. And I also felt disgust at the people who manipulated these folks. And I mean, because we actually hadn't spoken a word to them. And like the Not hatred was bam, Not right, right. A word. Immediately. This lady came. The, the one lady came hostile. Very first words, first sentence. Um, same thing with the guy. And, uh, so it's disgusting what, what the media has done to this country yes. and, and it just, it, I don't want to say dawned on me, but it reinforced this realization that if, if we're honest about it, the mainstream media, um, they are the source provocateurs of, of, of the riots yes. and unrest in this country. They are provocateurs. So the entire basis for the, the people rioting and, and all of these things going on 
the whole basis is information mm-hmm. received through mainstream media and mm-hmm. it is by and large false it is by and large a completely false narrative i i posted i posted again the other day because and these things just they have a life they just keep going right but i was reminded of of several of the lies <laughs> uh sort of broadly accepted um the widely accepted lies, a couple of headlines mm-hmm. that I recall. I posted, yeah, they're Which on one is this uh, one? with the yellow background okay. uh, from the mainstream media. So, and by the way, none of none, if you share any of these on Facebook, they will not be censored or blocked. None of them. You but, mean if you share the misinformation? Yeah, the misinformation. So if you share the actual articles that I have pictured there, drug dealers, criminals, and rapists, right, is in quotes. Notice, notice the broader context of those words. Mm-hmm. Yes, those words were spoken by President Trump. Notice the rest of the sentence or sentences are not there. But here is what's not in quote, what Trump thinks of Mexicans. Right. So this is a this is, you know, debunked mm-hmm. falsehood. And this was this was from August 2016 in this one, but it's been repeated ever since. It's right. still repeated. You Absolutely. can share that story on Facebook and there will be no they won't bother it a bit, even no. though that's completely false. That right. headline is false. You can it takes you 15 seconds to Google uh, the, the you know, the source where Trump actually was talking about this. And it's not what he said. And so a similar one from. Uh, and that's from BBC USA Today, I think is the next one says uh, on politics today, which is a USA Today column. Trump calls undocumented people. Now, notice only the word animals is in quotes. Trump yes. calls undocumented people, quote, animals. So in other words, he said the word animals. Right. Um, did he say un- people who are undocumented are animals? Nope, not what he said. But again, you could share that. It would not be blocked by Facebook, even though it's false. Uh, Trump defends white nationalist protesters. Quote. And then here's the quote. Some very fine people on both sides. Now, they don't have the rest of the sentence when he says, of course, I'm not talking about white supremacists right. and Nazis. They should, everybody should condemn them. That part of the sentence is not there. So, And the previous part where he said uh, there were actually peaceful protesters right in in contrast to those who were not peaceful he right, says right. there were actually peaceful protesters who were simply there uh, holding their signs and expressing their position and and there's some very fine people on both sides right. of course i'm not talking about white supremacists and nazis uh, everybody should condemn it so that's the full statement but yet this so this false another false statement false narrative uh you could also share that article it would yeah. not be blocked on uh you're not gonna get a little Facebook. fact checker now here's and then here's the last one based on and these are both from the atlantic this is from the atlantic's uh uh hit piece yellow journalism hit piece where they claim uh anonymous sources told them that americans who died in war are quote losers and suckers notice the word loser is in quote the word sucker is in quote but the word and is not in quote yeah so they even you know i mean they and this was, and this was, if you fact check this, all the fact checkers basically say, well, this just comes down to a he said, she said. Mm-hmm. So there, there are no sources for this. Uh, however, you have 
this is came from France. And so the whole the whole context of that uh, media lie was a trip that was canceled to the, the to, to France, the D-Day, uh, you know, the uh, cemetery and that sort of thing. And so they don't have sources to confirm, you know, the witnesses heard him say that. So all well, it's anonymous sources, but then the actual witnesses. So mm -hmm. the people in France who receive the information says, no, actually this was canceled because of weather. And he came the next day right. and gave a speech extolling. So it, what was interesting, he, what he wasn't there, right? The, the story came out about why he can't, because this is what's interesting about it, why he canceled the trip to there. Mm -hmm. But then they say he was there at the grave saying these are these are suckers and losers. So nobody points out the fact, wait a minute, you're you're saying he said something about that day when he was there, but actually he didn't he didn't actually go. That's the whole pretext of your story. You're saying this is why he canceled. And we found out why he canceled, because when he was there, he said they were losers and suckers. And so he came the next day, gave a speech. And then the French. um uh, one of the French ambassadors was was there, uh, said he never uh, I was with him the whole time. He never uttered uh, anything remotely like that. So not only do you have anonymous sources to this story that won't come out and verify, you know, that they were there, give any evidence of, yes, these were people actually there, whatever, who the witnesses are. But you have counter witnesses, multiple counter witnesses uh, with evidence to say this is not true. So any of any of those false stories you could share on Facebook with no censorship. And this is the kind of thing. This is the basis for the reaction that we saw that we saw at the at the polling station right. by these folks. So right. they've imbibed all these lies. And by the way, the media knows that these are false. It's right. not like, no, they, this isn't, this is not, they don't have all the information no, or we misspoke. The very fact that the quotes are crafted in the yep. way that they are shows. And that's what I wanted to, one thing that I really wanted to, to, to say out loud, the fact that these things are quoted as they are shows intent. Yeah. This, this these is crafted premeditated lying. Correct. Just flat out premeditated lying. And I and this we, is what causes this. Yeah, right. This that's the basis of, of this reaction. So that's why I say, and you can throw Facebook and YouTube, Google, you can throw them all in there. Mm -hmm. Google will likely, you know, put something on the show, some sensor or whatever. Eventually, you know, uh you won't be surprised when we're deplatformed or whatever. You know, so th they're all part of it. And they know it. Mm -hmm. This is not accident. Facebook is now is now uh, banning share. So you can go to a C C. What is it? it what is the NBC business? The CNNBC, whatever mm -hmm. the the business thing of CNN or not CNN M, uh, NBC. So they had on their site a report about third quarter earnings higher than expected so this positive report about the economy so facebook is banning a report from cnbc ms it what is what what do you call that thing c anyway the cnbc cnbc yeah uh -huh. that's it cnbc so they're actually blocking that story 
which is simply a report about the economy, just just the statistics, the data, right? Talking about the data uh, from the third quarter uh, as far as employment, unemployment, that sort of thing. And the headline says, um, you know, the headline says better than expected. So because it, I guess, could be perceived as something positive um, in favor of Donald Trump, then it gets banned on on Facebook. So this stuff is clearly this is clearly what do they call it? Electioneering. Yes, Uh, this is clearly election manipulation. Campaigning. It's actually I talked about it yesterday uh, on the show how this is actually the FEC definition of campaigning. So the current federal laws on the books. Now, we could argue about whether those laws should be that. Right. You know, and and whether it should constrain people at all. Right. However, they are the current law. Yes. And so Facebook is clearly breaking federal law. Absolutely. Facebook is violating federal law. YouTube, Google, all these folks violating federal law by specifically censoring political speech uh, in favor of a particular candidate. And they need to, and that's why I said yesterday, they need to be investigated by the FEC. Let me show you something else too. I wanted to show you um, what I have here. And this is part of what we're going to talk about today. Because they allege that, you know, Facebook, now Facebook will say, well, you know, we're restricting political speech, but it's but it's not right. Or we're, no. p- p- we're restricting campaign, you know, campaigning, whatever. Uh, but it's not true because the stuff, the anti-Trump stuff is right. not blocked. Right. You can share the debunk like I shared uh, the debunked Russia has sex tapes of Trump. Yeah. You, you can share that widely. Absolutely false story, de- completely debunked story conspiracy theory like they used to have a category conspiracy theory you know all this sort of stuff and we we tag it we block it we censor it so you can share leftist conspiracy theory uh with no problem so right. so facebook is lying google youtube all these all these folks um are in the tank for for biden because they see him as the vehicle the the remaining vehicle for the marxist agenda and so it, it's not just uh, restraining political speech, any kind of political speech. Mm-hmm. No, it's restraining only uh, one type of political speech, and that is political speech with the, which they think might favor Donald Trump. So this is election manipulation. Uh, this is campaigning. They're not. They're not reporting that to the F, FE, FEC or FCC, whatever FEC. you call the FEC. Uh-huh. Um, so you know, it's just a thing. So I'm sorry if you guys see me texting on my phone. I'm actually we are still I'm still communicating with our students at the polling place uh, because they've had actually people come up to them and start screaming at them. Just allegedly random people off the street, you know, just showing up at the polling place to scream at them. Uh, Channel 8 News has shown up. We don't know that Channel 8 News is there because they're there, but Channel 8 News is there. And so I'm trying to keep in communication with them, you know, tell them just stay calm. You are there to peacefully express your political views as protected by your freedom of speech, your right to peaceably assemble. You're not there to cause any problems, but you have a right to be there the same as everyone else. And so I'm making sure everybody's okay. I'm making sure that, uh, 
that they know if anything happens, you need to record this period on your phone. And, and let me just say that to you as a constitutional attorney, which, by the way, the uh, state of Pennsylvania says I am a self-proclaimed constitutional attorney. Mm -hmm. So I'm not quite sure what that means, because I actually do have a degree. I actually do have a law degree. I have actually practiced constitutional law for over three years with a firm and now for myself for many years. And so I'm not quite sure what stops me from being a self-proclaimed to who actually be that. Uh, the uh, yellow journalists in Pennsylvania, in, in Virginia, sorry, in Virginia. Gotcha. Is that, that's where we were last, right? The Virginia yeah. rally. So mm -hmm. the Virginia rally all over the state of Virginia, they were covering the rally that we spoke at. All the newspapers and the mainstream media called me a so-called, a self-proclaimed constitutional attorney. Right. So from this self-proclaimed and actual As opposed to a licensed. Yeah, I, but I am licensed. <laughs> I am a licensed constitutional attorney. OK, uh, go go look. You can go look on the, the record. I am a licensed and that ticks people off. But you know what? We've got to have people who know what they're doing in the system if we want to tear the system down. Yeah. Which, so which you don't have. You don't have to go to law school. You've said this before. You don't yeah. have to go to law school to understand the law. Sometimes that may be an impediment for most people if you can't think clearly. Right. But you do need people with degrees who are certified to be that voice. Right. To get you into the doors that you can't get into without the permission slip. You know, I mean, that's just I'm not advocating it. I just have to I have to fight in it. I'm not of the world. I am in the world. Right. Sure. And so from a practicing constitutional attorney. The first and best thing you can do in any situation is record it. Never do anything on your own. Always at least two people, preferably three or more, and at least one, preferably two cameras, cell phone cameras going at the same time. I think people should get body cams. So it's like, yeah. it's less, you know, when you have to hold up your phone, it, it draws attention and people or draw on the phone, slap your phone, whatever. Don't don't film me. You can be filming the whole time. Just have a body cam on you. It's that would be great. A little less unobtrusive. Right. You get a body cam with a good enough SD card, you can film for hours, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what you need to do. We You need to always make sure that you are filming. filming everything. If you don't have a record of it, it never happened. Just keep that in mind. Speaking of misinformation, I want to show you what you what Twitter is now putting out randomly and attached to people's tweets. This is what we've been talking about now for two weeks, JC. We've been talking about how, well, well, since since Zuckerberg came out with Axion and, and said we need to have a consensus and right. and there's going to be a delay and you need to be beware of false information. So this is what YouTube is. Uh, well, I'm sorry. This is Twitter. Somebody sent this to me. I'm still Twitter banned, but this is Twitter. Our friend Jason sent this to us. Election results might be delayed with the increase in voting by mail. There might be a delay in the announcement of election results. This means you could encounter unconfirmed claims that a candidate has won their race. Now, given their behavior right given the behavior and their fruits jc 
Do you think they would be posting this if they believed that it would be the Biden-Harris campaign that would be offering false information, uh, unconfirmed information? No, no. I believe this is because they know the popular vote is going to go to Donald Trump. The I popular mean, vote? The popular vote. I believe the popular vote is going to go to Donald Trump. What do you mean by that? I mean the popular vote. When people go to the polls. You, you mean a greater number of votes nationwide will, will go be to Don for Trump? Will be for Trump. Yes. I actually believe that. Hmm. I actually believe that. And I believe that's why initially that's why they're fighting so hard for to to lengthen the counting period. The only reason why the liberals are fighting so hard to extend the period to count is because they believe more time is beneficial to Biden. If they believed that the popular vote nationwide was going to go to Biden, they would not be fighting, and I'm going to show you in a little bit, they would not be manipulating, um, they would not be manipulating even as high as the Supreme Court, the amount of time extended beyond state law for counting votes. This is, this is just Chris Ann's humble opinion, but I believe that the initially, the first threshold is going to show Donald Trump winning in the votes on the national level. And then they believe they can compensate that with the extended vote time. That's the only thing. I'm just trying to figure out why they're fighting so hard for long vote counts to lengthen the vote counts, because in a real world, I think, are you trying to say popular vote by state, the popular vote per state that he's going to, he's going to be ahead in the in winning these states. When the people go to the ballot, the ballot counted on November on Tuesday will be for Donald Trump. You don't think so? No, I yeah, I, I think he'll be winning. He'll be winning in in the so as they I, on the election I mean. night they go. He won this state. He won this state. He won this state. And he'll be he'll he will have won more states. Yes, yes, and that's why that's not the same as the popular vote tally. I, that's what I'm trying to. Are you referring to the popular vote tally? Because I, I see that as highly unlikely. Um, Hillary Clinton won the popular vote tally because of California and New York, mm -hmm. but Trump won the election. So I, I, is that what you're I am saying? talking about the the vote that shows that Donald Trump wins not out not with electoral college, but with the casting you, of the vote of the people. Right. So you're talking about on you when you say popular vote, you mean the election night vote, yes, the general the election, election night vote, vote of the populace yes. as opposed to vote of the electoral college yes, later. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Not not the popular vote sum total. No. Okay. That that's what I'm trying to that's what I I thought you were trying to say because if you're saying he's going to win like you add up all the votes in the nation, mm -hmm. however many million to this many million, then he's going to have more than that. I think that's highly unlikely. Cali California, you know, California tips the scales on that. And so, mm -hmm. no, I, I can't imagine any Republican ever winning the, the popular total.
uh, tally because um, because of California and New York. I mean, that's the whole argument of if, if you switch over to popular vote total determining the president, then that's always going to so be the choice So my point is, is that when the ballots come in on election day, Donald Trump will be in the lead. Right. And that's why they're trying to manipulate it so that they have more time to vote so that they can more time to count the vote. I mean, the vote will be done so they can flip Wisconsin, so they can can flip Pennsylvania, so they can flip Michigan, so they can flip Florida. Yes. Yes. And that's the only reason why they're doing this. If they believed that it was going to happen the other way, there would not be these kinds of of posters. Because they would want the Biden and Harris to have the opportunity to claim they've won when they didn't. Do you see what I'm trying to say now? Yeah. Okay. So I believe that the the whole pushback on the quote unquote uh, unconfirmed claims is simply because they know that Biden Harris is not going to have those counts. Yeah. A, a, the election night ballots yes. will be in favor of Donald Trump yes. winning the electoral yes. college count. Yes. Which is why they're fighting for this. Now, what's interesting is the popular misunderstanding with this in this statement. Okay. With the increase in voting by mail, there may be a delay in announcement of election results. This means you could encounter unconfirmed claims that a candidate has won their race. These are actually not related statements. Because a candidate does not win through the count of November votes. Do you see what I'm saying? So the idea that the increase in voting by veil may delay the announcement of election results is not true because the election, well, let me put it this way. It may delay the election results from the ballots, but it does not determine whether the candidate has won the race or not. A candidate wins a race through the casting of the electoral college not through the casting of the ballots in November. Race for president. So the delay in counting November votes has nothing to do with who wins the seat of the president. And that's why this is false information. They want people to continue to believe that the votes that are counted from November is how we get a president. That is not how we get a president. Yeah, but this this it could also apply to the other races, which then would would yes. be the case. Well, that's true. That's true. This would apply to the non-presidential non-presidential races, races right? So maybe I should not be so focused because i because it's i've sort no, of that, I mean, in that, is, but no this this is this I is mean, about you're, you're right this is clearly cl- crafted because yes. that's in people's minds they're not thinking of other races but uh it, this is crafted to 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 uh you know send a message about the presidential race there's no question about that but you know because this is how they do it they could be well technically right they're technically right if you're saying well, we know that doesn't apply to the president, but it applies to these others, right? But 
so they could be technically accurate. But right. that's not their intent. The intent. Right. Clearly. I mean, take take Twitter's actions and Facebook and all that on the whole. You know, it. this is crafted to influence what's going on relative to the presidential election. Right. And I just want to be clear. Not the down ticket races. That no matter how long it takes them to count the votes cast in November, they could cast them until March if they wanted to. That would have nothing to do with how the president is chosen in January. Yeah, so even if we even if you don't have a result, because this it, we've we've led up to this point, right? Because this is there's been a whole history of this increasingly becoming the narrative and being planted in the psyche of American people. This idea of it we're late, we don't have results yet, we don't know, it's still up in the air, we're late, we're late, we're late. You're not late. No. There's nothing late about it, but it's and there but it's can because be no people late. don't know. They don't know this other information. Right. They don't understand. We, we've been detached from the sense of electoral college, except to say, oh, electoral college doesn't match the popular vote. That's terrible. Right. So you you take away first the understanding that the president is not a direct representative or is not intended to be a direct representative of the people. We've transformed the office. So we have these ridiculous debates where they talk about stuff that right. the president has really nothing to do with. Right. Uh, so we've transformed that into thinking president represents us when he doesn't, he represents the interests of the state and that primarily in external affairs. Uh, and then, and then you, once you don't know that, then they think, right. We start from the wrong premise and they think, uh, since the president is representative of us, then he should be elected by popular vote. Well, the premise is wrong in the first place. So right. that's why we draw the wrong conclusions. And so now people don't understand electoral college. This is bad. And so then there's no sort of incentive to understand the process right. uh, relative to the Electoral College. So we don't know how our president is elected. I was I was about to share this on the Instagram, make up a thing like, you know, hey, fun fact. Did you know that no president in American history has ever been elected in November? Yes. <laughs> People don't know that. They don't well, understand. And that and this is so it's what, a ground for manipulation. Right. And that's how they're being manipulated. What we need to understand, like you said, no president has ever been elected in November. No president will ever be elected in November. Unless they get rid of the electoral college. Unless they get well, unless they get well, that would take a constitutional amendment to do. Right. Right. And so even if your state but that's what has, the chaos is for. Yeah. That's what the chaos is for. So that you will want to have a constitutional amendment. We can make this simpler. Yes. Like, we can make this simpler if we just amended the constitution and got rid of the electoral college yeah. vote. But I want people to it look at this. It would indeed be simpler. It would not but, be. But you would be ruled by California and New York City. I don't period. think I don't think it would be simpler. I th I well, think Well, I mean simpler to be... the extent we cast that we cast them, we count them, that's it. He's president and with we don't have to think about all these dates and different ways of the ballots and who are the electors and all the, the slate of electors and whatever. There's not that. So, but that's what they want. That's how they appeal. Remember that was the same thing, you know, 1913, 17th amendment, 16th amendment, all this yeah. sort of stuff. Oh, it's so complicated. It, it's so much delay. We can streamline this. We can make it easier. And, and it makes sense because it's us. It's about the people. And so it's this sl slowly, this erosion of destroying state sovereignty, which, which the I idea there is, removing your protection from an out of control federal government, removing that barrier of the state that's supposed to work on your behalf. It's just the slow erosion to that so that we can ultimately move 
to a king who controls everybody all by himself under a Marxist regime. Well, but I think looking at the chaos, I think the chaos proves in reality that a a simple uh, that a vote and the loss of the Electoral College is not simpler. It actually creates greater chaos. It is when you understand how the Electoral College actually works, it is very simple. It's very simple. It's very regimented. There are dates. This has to be due here. If it's not due here, if it's not in, then you have a few more days. If you don't, then you don't get counted. I mean, it's just the chaos that comes from the vote itself. Right. shows that it's not simple because now you have questions of, well, what do we do with the mail-in ballots? Because now we have mail-in ballots and now we have absentee ballots and the mail-in ballots are different from absentee ballots. And and what do we do about drive-through voting? And what do we do about voting here? And, and what do we do about uh, casting our votes with a mask or without a mask? It's not simpler. It's actually, they try to make it sound that it's going to be simpler. It's actually more chaotic and more complicated because there are more moving parts with the electoral college, you don't have all these variables floating around, all these moving parts. You have a singular system where the electoral college and the electorates cast their votes. I'll just show you right here. You have to have your votes casted. Uh, and if there are no votes casted by the fourth Wednesday in December, which in 2016 was December 28th, then the president of the Senate sends you a nasty letter saying you're late. And then you have a few days to make sure that your cat, your votes are there. If your votes are not there by January 6th, this is a fixed date by law. The elector college votes have to be there by January 6th has to be there by January 6th. If they are not there by January 6th. Is that his phone? <laughs> yeah. What is that? That's Colton's alarm. He has an air raid alarm that wakes him up. <laughs> and he is already in the shower. So. so look, if they are not in by January 6th, okay, then by law, that has to change by law. The only way a vote date is changed is with that goes through a law goes through the house goes through the senate and signed into law by the president the date was only changed january 4th 2013 but it has to be done by law now watch if the votes are not in then they are not counted okay they are not counted this has happened four times in america where we have not counted elector votes because they were not in on time. So this is not something new. This is not chaos. This is not, it, there's no need for chaos. By the way, what I'm showing you on your screen right now is the, the video that I shared with you yesterday. The link is in the notes. I'll put it in the show notes again today. This is Constitutional America, episode 11, who will be, who will be president in January. Please go watch this and help us get rid of this misinformation. I mean, seriously, JC, this is this is lie. This is absolute lie. What is it when you present misinformation with the purpose to misdirect? I, I will say it's deception because, again, 
if you're specifically referring to deception down ballot races, which is which is which that post is not restricted to doesn't restrict itself to those. So you'd have to assume the president is included in that is implied, which is false. And so it's sort of partially uh, it's it's um, probably true in the way that it's worded, mm -hmm. but it is deceptive by not specifying what it's referring to. Right. It would be true only for non-presidential races. Correct. Only for non-presidential races. And as I as I mentioned, I think a person's first first thought is going to be about the presidential yes. race. That's front and center. Yeah. And and so it adds into not to be repetitive, adds in into that narrative of how, how they're trying to make people think about how elections happen. I was trying to think, JC. It's a peculiar thing. We have sort of this competing theater of the general election, like the mm -hmm. election by the populace, the ballot, ballot casting, when it, that's not actually, it, it actually has very little to do with the results other than, you know, giving direction to who the slate of electors mm -hmm. will be. So it, it, all, it almost seemed like it would make sense to have the names of the electors like this is the slate of biden electors this is a slate of trump electors and you vote for those electors mm -hmm. in the general election to make it more connected with reality right there's almost this this cover like you're voting for trump or biden but you're not actually voting for trump or biden you're voting for people who will vote for trump or biden i mean it's it's a weird kind of thing mm -hmm. the way it's done and i think again going back to taking the senators out right the senators off out out from under the direct control of the state legislatures have shifted right. that focus so i think when you talk about simple what was simple is what the framers gave us that you right. basically you put leadership in your state and then your state takes control takes care of its creature the federal government well right? but that that's... was a sort of streamlined very direct process and now that's been all thrown out right, because the people don't the realize that the number one, the House of Representatives is their representatives. Yeah. And so with this misinformation, thinking that the Senate also represents the people, what you now have is a is a diluted power of the people. Mm -hmm. Right. Because now you have to but you have to try to control two houses when you were supposed to only control one house. And then you control your state and local right. government where you have the most power who then controls the Senate. Exactly. And so you actually have a coordinated, you have a coordinated control of the people in both houses, but a, but a delegation of control to the, to the state so that you don't have to, you know, reduce your forces by trying to control both houses at the same time. Yeah. And so now what you have is a third way to dilute the authority, the power of the people by now saying, OK, now you control the House, you control the Senate and you control the president of the United States when that's not how it's supposed to work. There's yeah. no point in having a constitutional republic if the body of the people have to control every level of government. Direct that democracy. is a democracy, yeah, direct democracy, which is what we've done in Florida with the whole ballot process but you know i think about the the reasoning another another bit of reasoning for the way the system is set up is to avoid the tyranny of the majority okay mm -hmm. so 
which creates a more stable government. Right. So if you, which this, you know, matter of preference, I guess, but the idea is if, if you, you go to get rid of electoral college, so then it becomes simply about popular vote. Well, then that focuses, that brings the focus to, okay, who's your problem, right? Then, you know, California, New York city is our problem. So you you're almost, it almost then becomes more apparent of who's oppressing you in that sense, who, what, what majority, who's the majority well, oppressing you. And then I, I think that gives greater impetus to revolution. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Because you know what? The most simple form of government out there is a monarchy because you know, it's like you said, you know who the problem is. You're in a monarchy. The problem is the king. So you, you chop off heads. That's well, how you fix. And the same but, is true of democracy. Right. Except it's a, you, then you know it's, a little bit more it's this large group of right. people who we have to But our fight. founders gave us a constitutional republic specifically in their words so we would not have to chop off heads every time we want government to, yeah. to correct. And that's that's where we're headed because yeah. we've been negligent. That That's the manner. I've said this many times. That's the manner in which these folks are fomenting revolution mm -hmm. because many of the, the systems the systems that are in place in our framework is to prevent that, is to give us peaceful means in our hands to control our lives and control our government. And so they're removing all of those systematic processes by one, the group of people who are just ignorant and have no understanding of why they're there and what they're for. And two, the group who knows why they're there, but actually wants revolution uh, so that they can lead to a a you know singular totalitarian, totalitarian dictatorship yeah well and look at how the congress has been operating for decades they have been promoting this this movement to totalitarian dictatorship because you have congress and you even have it on the state level legislators on the state and federal level creating unconstitutional legislative acts divesting power on the yeah. executive branch so that well, they can say oh it's not us it's them when in reality the problem is your congressman not the president of the united states yeah and i love how milton freeman said our our constitutional republic is the least bad form of government yes <laughs> so I, well, one of the thomas paine said the same thing yeah Right. Government uh, is a necessary evil. Yeah, because the so he, you need to have the least evil of the necessary right. that you can find. And I think the conversation was, you know, a a benevolent monarchy would be the best. But the problem is mankind is not inherently benevolent. Well, that's and, the problem. And even if you have a benevolent monarchy, you're going to get a new one when that one dies. And yeah. the odds of having that happen again are right minuscule yeah right? a, a a a perpetual uh benevolent monarchy is jesus is the reign of christ <laughs> it's jesus so and that's the thing we're we're not gods uh-huh you're not divine and, and so it's gonna be a problem yeah gonna be a problem yeah all right so that's the why last... we have the least worst. we have the, the least, least worst. worst form of government least worst form of government <laughs> absolutely so the last story that I want to cover for you today is the Supreme Court yesterday in North Carolina, which is very, very bizarre. Uh, this this holding by the Supreme Court is very, very bizarre. Now, what this is, once again, 
is an application to the Supreme Court to stay a lower court opinion. And so the lower court opinion in North Carolina uh, said that in spite of what North Carolina law says, in spite of how the legislators legally altered the law as a response to the COVID situation, that this counting will now be extended six extra days, not by the legislature, but by a bureaucratic officer elected by no one. Okay. So, so put in plain terms for me what, what this appeal attempted to. So this application for injunctive relief. Was stopping the extension of six extra days to count votes. Okay. So this application for injunctive relief, they were coming and saying, stop this extension. Stop the extension. Yes. Okay. Five of the eight voted to deny the injunction. Roberts, Kagan, Sotomayor, Breyer, and Kavanaugh denied the injunction. Gorsuch, Alito, and Thomas uh, would have granted the injunction, which would have put in place the uh, a, a support of what the legislators of North Carolina did. Now, why this is really bizarre. Now, Gorsuch, you know how he writes. He's brilliant. This is really great. He did a great job. What's really bizarre in this, okay, is that just last week, the majority court held the exact opposite in Wisconsin. The majority court in, in just last week in Wisconsin said that the extension of the vote cannot occur outside the legislative body. Now, what they were doing, remember then in Wisconsin, it was the court that had said, we're going to allow this extension. The a majority court in Wisconsin said, no. The legislators have already set a deadline. It is not the jurisdiction of the court to engage in this legislative action. In this case, however, was not the court extending. It was the executive branch extending in the Department of Election, the supervisor of election. All right. So. Here's here's Gorchus saying the just days ago, this court rejected a similar effort to rewrite state state legislatures election deadlines. Wisconsin, like North Carolina, has a ballot receipt deadline enshrined in statute. All the same, a federal district court decided to order Wisconsin to extend its deadline by six days. The Seventh Circuit stayed that ruling. We agreed with its disposition meaning you can't extend it six days. For many of the same reasons, I believe that decision was correct. I believe we should stay the board's action here. So what you have is an unelected board of election commission in North Carolina that has extended the deadline for counting the votes six days contrary to the state law. And the five, 
five. Now, when we talked about this case in Wisconsin, I said it is the history, it is the well-settled precedent that the court leaves legislating to the legislative branch. That's why they 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 granted the stay in Wisconsin. It is not anybody's job but the legislative branch to engage in legislature. So the legislature has created this deadline. It's not up to the courts to second guess them. But here they've said that the legislature is now inferior in lawmaking capacity to an unelected executive bureaucracy. It's interesting that in a so-called 5-3 conservative majority, you had a 5-3 decision in completely the opposite way. Yes. This, this is why, and you've said this over and over again, it is completely nonsensical to speak about the Supreme Court in uh, in the framework of conservative or liberal majorities. No, absolutely not. Here's the thing. I'm going to give you Chris Ann Hall's opinion, which will be deemed conspiracy theory by somebody, but I'm going to give you my opinion when we're done. Gorsuch was way too nice in his dissent. Absolutely way too nice. I would have ripped a new one. Seriously. This is what he says. The parties before us all acknowledge, that means both sides agree, that under the federal constitution, only the state legislature and Congress may prescribe, quote, the times, places, and manner of holding elections. We did that on the show not too long ago. I showed you that in the constitution. Article 1, section 4. Article 1, section 4, clauses 1 and 2. Everyone agrees to, everyone agrees to, both sides, that the North Carolina Constitution expressly vests all legislative power in the General Assembly, not the board or anyone else. Gorsuch says, so we need not go rifling through the state law to understand the board's permissible role in rewriting election laws. All we need to know about its authority to override state elections is plain from the federal and state constitutions, meaning Period. it does not you exist. You have, have no power to do You this. have no power. Not only that, North Carolina, he goes on to talk about how North Carolina went actually in and talked about how all of this was a problem. They actually adjusted their law. Yeah. And now you have this board coming in, doing this, taking care of this and replacing law. So the real consequence of this case, the real consequence in this case, when you understand how precedent works, JC, when you understand how precedent works, the real consequence of this case is the Supreme Court has now decided that an unelected bureaucratic board has superior legislative authority to the legislators elected by the people and delegated that authority through their constitution. Well, I think it further illustrates the absurdity <clears throat> of the very concept of precedent because you have the very same court, mm -hmm. the very same people, the individuals, right? The same list of names of human beings within the span of two weeks issuing 180 degree completely opposite opinions. 
All right. So now listen very closely, Jason. So what exactly is precedent? So listen very closely and tell me if I'm nuts. I want to lay some very factual principles down here that has allowed me to connect some dots. You know me, I'm a dot connector. So I'm going to connect some dots that'll never be able to be proven wrong or right. Therefore, it is purely my opinion, right? If there had been, because it's an eight court, if there had been a 4-4 count, the decision would have been the same. Correct. The decision would have been the same. Kavanaugh left the 4-4 court and made a 5-3 court to create the same decision as if he had gone with the four with the four yeah he's the oddest no. one to me on this okay so what I if don't, i don't comprehend that what if now this is purely opinion purely speculation i don't do this often but it's very strong in me the doctrine is strong in me um what if kavanaugh was signaling and saying you don't have to worry about barrett being on the court i know where my bread is buttered because look Kavanaugh yeah, is not a constitutionalist Kavanaugh is not a constitutionalist is on that court one one guy yeah right I mean, really. but Kavanaugh is not just simply not a constitutionalist we said this from the get-go he is Kennedy 2.0 yeah Kennedy was not even conservative all the time I was gonna say cat Kavanaugh doesn't even rise to the level no. of neocon he doesn't <laughs> yeah not even that good. He is not even a conservative. <laughs> he is Kennedy 2.0. He is a flip-flopper. And Kennedy is known for being opportunistic yeah. in his opinions. Yeah, and I'm not saying nefarious. I'm not saying whatever. I'm just saying, what if this was just simply a reassurance to some people that, hey, just because Barrett's on the court now doesn't mean there's a conservative majority. No, he's, he's right in that penumbra between neocon and lefty. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and uh, what's his name? The chief. Like, you can't, Robert, you can't count please, on that guy. But please, yeah, it's a, it's a head scratcher with Kavanaugh no. to me. I, and that, and that's why, that's why the only conclusion that I can come to, because it's out of the ordinary, well, the only I look, conclusion I can come to is that he yeah, is sending a message somewhere. Maybe. His vote is a message, JC, because he did not have to do that. The results would be the same. His vote is a message to whom to what to say what i don't know but it is a message like, look we're even-handed look it's it's it is weird i i always think in terms in in terms of politics mm -hmm. so the other one was in wisconsin right mm -hmm. which wisconsin is a swing state mm -hmm. and north carolina is not a traditional swing state mm -hmm. it's been talked up this election i think that's false where they're trying to pretend like mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's under threat uh, from the Democrats. I, I don't think that's the case. I could be wrong. That would be a major, major shift um, in North Carolina. So right. I, it's, that's one distinction for me. So you would, you, you have to, you have to rule that you have to, you know, issue your opinion that, that way in Wisconsin, let's say if you wanted to protect Trump's chances, All right. right. that's the theory. So let's look at. But North Carolina, you wouldn't have to do let's that. Let's look at this. This is, I want to say this last away, statement by Gorsuch, because this is the key here. Such last minute changes by largely unaccountable bodies to invite confusion, 
risk altering election outcomes and in the process threaten voter confidence in the results. Mm -hmm. Yes. There you have it. So what you have now, not only is the establishment that this unelected body is superior to the elected legislative authority, but they also have no time limit in making their decisions. They can make last minute decisions to override the elected body. They are completely unaccountable. And what does it do? Creates election chaos. Yeah. So Gorsuch is laying out the design there. I mean, he's issuing Mm -hmm. that one. It reminds me of. Let's go ahead and say that again, because I think that's important to hear. Such last minute changes by largely unaccountable bodies invite confusion, risk altering election outcomes, and in the process, threaten voter confidence in the results. Yes, yeah, that's that's the plan to a T. I mean, he he clearly defines, mm-hmm. clearly defines. It reminds me of the what is the one charter that you teach where it talks about the pernicious design and then and then lays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the aspects of that, 1628. Yeah. 16, the, the Grand Remonstrance of 1641. Yeah, so it, you have that there with Gorsuch. He's right. laying out, this is this is the program. This is the attack. This is the intent right? and why this is happening because mm-hmm. it's, it's the results, and they know that's the results, which is why they're doing it. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed our show today. Uh, we will uh, be in uh, Tallahassee, Florida tonight. We will be in... Uh, we will be in, in, where are we going? We will be in Tennessee Friday and Saturday, Johnson city, Tennessee. Let me play a little trailer for you up here. I'm going to do this really quick so you can see it as we go out today. That'll this, this video will be our exit out today. uh, Just so you can get an idea of what we're doing out there so let me pause this there we go all right god bless you guys thank you so much for joining us we appreciate you and we will see you again on tomorrow when america's foundation was set men and women of all ages and races stood for god's gift of liberty They knew liberty was worth every sacrifice so that their children could live free. Then a time came when the people forgot, when the people were deceived, and when the people trusted in a government who forgot their duty and worked to deny the rights of the people. But in the midst of this oppression, in the midst of wickedness in government, A great awakening ignited in the spirit of the people. And now they begin to stand once more as our founders stood for us. Join us so our children may be free once more. The stand in Northeast Tennessee.